It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. Hey, man, what's uh, what's your favorite type of food? <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite type? I love steak. I'm a big steak, man. Dude, steak is, is really good. my favorite. What kind of steak? And how do you like it done? Oh, oh, man. You know, my favorite steak that I ever, the best steak I ever had. Uh-huh. Was a fillet at Club Thirty Three in Disneyland. Really, you've been to Club Thirty Three, dude? Yeah, it was like my thirteenth uh, birthday, fourteenth birthday. You went when you were thirteen or fourteen. You went yeah. real early, dude. Yeah. yeah, it was dope. We sat in the trophy room with uh, all the like animals that Walt Disney had hunted himself. It was fucking crazy. Bro. That exists in Club Thirty Three. Yeah, it's dope, man. Are you allowed to take pictures in Club Thirty Three? Oh, like, I took a picture of the cake, the birthday, uh-huh. on my old phone. Um, and I think we took a couple of pictures, but we weren't allowed to take pictures of like the walls or the decorations. Now it's a lot different. I think now you can because there's other more secretive restaurants. Oh, okay. In Disneyland now. Oh, so they've created more? Of course. Okay. Do you know the names of the other secretive restaurants? Ooh, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but, uh, if someone were to say them to me, I'd be like, yeah, I've heard, I've heard that before. Okay. I've heard of that one. Okay. Um, um what are the requirements? What's like the criteria you have to hit in order to get into Club 33? For me, it was I had an aunt, um, Thea Myrna, rest in peace. Uh, she, uh, at her job, had like a table reserved because the company she worked for um, had a table to bring the clients and people who came in and she could reserve the table through her company. And uh, for, our birth- for our birthday one day, she uh, got, a- got it reserved for us and brought us all into Disneyland and we went to Club 33 for dinner and it was pretty dope. They had a crab like all you can eat crab bar. Why did that's so bougie? That's yeah. so cool. It was really at such cool. a even young at a, age. Even too. At, a, at a little uh, a, at a young age, I was like, "This is really cool." Okay, that's good that you're able to like appreciate. Oh yeah, it. I've still always thought it was like one of the best steaks. It literally melted in my mouth because I've, I've probably had other, oh, sorry, God. I was like, I've had other really good steaks. I had it like a a, a forty eight ounce tomahawk bone in ribeye with Jesus my brother Christ. at Ruth's Chris in San Francisco. That makes sense. Which yeah, was fucking impeccable. Um, I've had. You know, oh, I had a steak in Reno at a steakhouse um, underneath the Harris Casino uh-huh. um, on my birthday, uh, my twenty-first birthday. That was an incredible steak, but Jeez. that whole meal was a was um, a meal of elegance, my friend. We started it with uh, really fine martinis and ended it with El Diablo coffee, which was like this coffee that they literally poured in front of you that was on what? fire. What? And was it just piping hot? How long? It was you have to wait half an alcoholic. hour before you can drink it. No, dude. Like two seconds. Two seconds? Well, not two seconds, but like you, we were drinking it on the way out. And just suffer a third degree burn no, of the dude, jugular? No, no. It was, really? It was impeccable. For such a guy that has had some fine dining, some five-star dining, I've seen you on the other end. I just, I said to you the other day, because now that you're on this clean diet, I said, 7-Eleven is losing a shit ton of money because you're no longer buying their taquitos and hot dogs. Just their hot dogs. I never bought the taquitos. Do you remember we used to like just go on some random activities, uh, random trips and whatnot, and we'd be like, try to get a big gulp. And like, oh, in high school? Yeah, yeah, man. Double big gulps. Oh, God. And and Or whatever special cup they had. So if it was uh, Cowboys and Aliens or if it was yeah. Spider-Man or whatever yeah. movie was coming out where they had a special, oh, we should we should do that for here. We should have cups 
here. You want to tape the cups onto the wall? No, I'll, I'll put them on the shelves. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I was like, hey, if you want to do it, I'll just drink out of them. I guess no, never mind. Yeah. Um, so, hey, guys. So, we've just spent uh, 37 minutes talking about uh, Tom Hawk Steaks, Club 33, steaks. and uh, Big Gulps. We're keeping all of this in. Yeah, all of it. So, if you've stuck around, you guys are the real ones. Welcome. But welcome. Yeah. Welcome. 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 We're going to make t shirts that say welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, guys. Uh, t- stay tuned. We have stickers. Yeah. Uh, they'll be popping up on every stop sign in Benicia. Yeah, so check out every. Back, you check out the be backs of every stop sign in Benicia. There's gonna be one of our stickers. Yeah, so unless for you're you, a cop, we're not doing that. No, yeah, we're not. We're not gonna do that at all. For you California rollers out there, uh, you're not gonna see the stickers because y'all be California rolling. Rolling. Roll. You see me rolling. Ooh. They hate it. Oh yeah. Let's talk about this movie, dude. A movie that we watched. It was a great movie. It's a movie that was suggested to us by a close friend of ours. Yeah, uh, Nikki Tata. Nikki Tata. You're going to get your thousand shout outs. Just stick around. Stick around. But if you don't stick around, you're only getting this one. I hope you didn't uh, give up already because she was like, ah, I hate steak. Gosh, she's just like, oh my gosh. Like these guys are going to talk about how steak. they like their steaks. And it's like, steak she's like they're never even going to get to the movie. Gosh. We still haven't even said the name of the movie. <laughs> no, not at all. But this isn't our longest intro, but let's just say it. It's Death, Death at, at a, a funeral. funeral. That's right, guys. Uh, we'll put a little thing in the bio that says uh, if you don't want to hear really cool talk about steak, just jump to five minutes. So we'll welcome everybody yeah. who skipped in. Welcome to another episode of ICBTB, folks. Uh, uh, we also call our podcast It Can't Be That Bad. We also call our podcast uh, by a whole plethora of other names. Name them, Alex. Uh, the greatest podcast on history. Yeah. Uh, I also call it uh, the fucking bomb.gov podcast of all history. My mom says it's her favorite podcast. My mom says it's her favorite uh, English <laughs> English source of media and entertainment. I have decided that I want to get an ICBTB tattoo. You do? Yeah, because I like the phrase period. And then I also like the fact that we have this podcast and everything. Like that. <laughs> Where would you get it? But on my left arm. That's where, I'm getting, that's where I'm going to get all my tattoos. All right. Should I get icy and then you should get BTB? No, no, no. no I'm thinking deep into the, this. No. That's People are, no. stupid. What's your, what's your tattoo stand for? It can't. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got My friend's not here. It can't. It just, it can't. What's your, what's your pod? Uh, what's your tattoo stand? What? <laughs> just start punching that person. Right. I have to be that bad. What, Alex? You've gotten really dark since you got that tattoo. I have to be that bad. <laughs> Cut to two months later, Alex in uh, in a jail cell, shooting heroin through my toes because I don't want to do it to my arms. <laughs> hey, man, what what are you in here for? What are you serving time for? Shut up! And I start beating him. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're gonna be um, what's Tom Hardy's character? Um, uh, I don't know why I imagine Tom Holland. I just Tom imagine Holland's Tom Holland character. in prison. Yeah, no. That oh, guy I'd be money to see Tom up. Holland go to prison. No, I think he could hold his own by dancing and entertaining the the, the prisoners. That's right. He's quite, he's a phenomenal dancer. So we watched Death at a Funeral. Yeah, which is highly saturated it? with... Uh, we did say the okay, title. We did at the five-minute mark and then went another two minutes talking about nonsense. Guys, we're going to put all the timestamps that you need to skip to if you don't want to hear this nonsense. So welcome the third group of people who've jumped in now to the seven-minute timestamp. <laughs> Y'all are the real ones. Um, you're actually the fakest ones out of all of them. So <laughs> listen to the rest of the podcast, you fucks. <laughs> listen to everything. Uh, so we watched Death at a Funeral, which is a great movie. Thank you, Nikki. I yeah. had seen it in parts before uh, this podcast. And then when we mm-hmm. picked it for this podcast, I watched it in its entirety a handful of times. 
Uh, and I enjoyed it every single time. Same here. The, there was just a shit ton of heavy hitters. I didn't realize how many people were in it, even during the titles when the when the opening titles were going. Long yeah. opening titles. Really? But because there's so many people they have to talk about. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into the nitty gritty. Let's do it. Nitty gritty. <clears throat> Excuse me. This movie was uh, released in 2010. Uh, it is uh, 92 minutes long. Has a rating of 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb. A 42% on the Rotten Tomatoes. And then it has a 3.5 out of 4 on Robert Ebert's rating. That's a high... Damn. He liked it. He thought it was very funny. He, he actually said, and this is a quote, he thought it was the funniest movie since The Hangover. Re- Man, that's a classic, too. Once I saw The Hangover, I was like, this is really good. I think that was one of the first rated R movies that I went to like by myself with my friends. Really? Yeah, I like, and I bought the ticket, and the dude like... Yeah, all right, and like gave me the ticket, and like it was, it was one of those. Wow, movies. so it holds that kind of like a uh, sentiment and nostalgia. That's pretty dope. That's a good one. Would you like to guess the percentage of Google users I that approved of this movie? Love to. I'm gonna go with eighty-seven percent. Was I was I good? Was that? Dude, don't just stare at me blankly. Can you not leave me in in, te- in anticipation like this? What? You're fucking right. Re- really? You're fucking right, Re- Christian. Ding. This is episode 99, and you finally got it fucking right. Fuck, Congratulations, dude. my friend. Every single 87%. time. 87%. Oh, man. I've always said 87 is a pretty common median number. 87, 84, 92. Yeah. Um, well All done. All of those numbers. Well done. Wow. Thank you for sharing. I don't know That's if you watch, I don't know if you watch Great British Bake Off, but when you get a handshake from Paul Hollywood, that is a great thing. I don't watch it, but I can it's tell on Netflix, that it's a you big fucking thing. should. Okay, I'll do it. Uh, preparing for a funeral is never pleasant, but for Aaron... It's shaping up to be the worst day of his life. Sibling rivalry, meddling family members, and a little stranger with a big secret threatened to blow the lid off the coffin when Aaron struggles to give his late father a proper memorial. Boom. And for those of you guys that couldn't tell, that is the synopsis. That's actually my uh, monologue for when I go to auditions. And I can't <laughs> figure out why I'm not getting roles. You should be the synopsis guy. Uh, Hi, my s- name's Alex. I'll be doing the synopsis. Uh, Pardon? What? Synops- it's You mean synopsis? <clears throat> Preparing for it, you know. <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> uh, this movie is incredible. Chris Rock plays the lead role. Um, his father has passed away. And yeah. he's leading this funeral. His family is coming in from all over town. Uncles and nieces and uh, brothers. Everybody in the club. Uh, family, friends. Mm-hmm. Really? And let's... Uh... This this movie is crazy from the get because it opens up with Kevin Hart and mm-hmm. this is Kevin Hart prior to his uh, his uh, extreme fame and fortune I think that he, he may has have now. had a couple of comedy specials that had come out by this time. Yeah, yeah. He definitely made Soul Plane mm-hmm, for um, sure, but he didn't. He had a very small part. I totally forgot he was in this movie. Yeah. And so when he showed up in the beginning, I thought it was hilarious. He is the. Um, he runs the the uh, the funeral service, exactly. or, or like he delivers the casket with uh, with the deceased in it, and uh, he works at the mortuary. And so he delivers this casket, and they open it. And he asks Chris Rock, he goes, "Would you like to see your father one last time?" And they open the door, the lid, and Chris Rock goes, "Who is this man?" <laughs> and then Kevin Hart's like, I asked myself the same question when my father died. I was like, who is this man? No, no, no. Who is this man? And it's an Asian dude <laughs> inside of the casket. And Kevin Hart's like, oh my God. Um, You know what? Your father is in one of two places. Uh-huh. I think he's in the second one. But I'll, <laughs> I'll find him. I'll find him. I'll find him. What two places do you think Kevin Hart was thinking of? I think he was thinking it's either first place he thought of was 
whoever the funeral for the Asian person is. Uh huh. And then the second one, I think it's in the ground. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking shit but they show, don't, dude. But they don't say it. That's just my assumption. Uh huh. This movie jumps all over the place. You... It starts out. That's the first yeah. like joke. That's the first joke. Yeah, really? Right, so if you like dark humor, a movie called Death at a Funeral, shocking, is the movie for you. That summarizes it all, pretty much. And uh, it jumps from character to character. Like, there, you get, like, 27 characters thrown at you. Yeah. But they do a good job at, like, really allowing you to get to know them, right? And because I think they spend so much time interacting with each other, the characters, yes. you meet them briefly, and then they're interacting with other people, and that's how you get to know them. Yeah. Um, and it's like a play. It pretty much all takes place in the house. Yeah. Except for the beginning when they're introducing people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mostly all in one one location. Yeah. And they're like, they're pretty subtle about like uh, establishing like who's what to who. It's not like, hey. Well, because they, well, well, they call everybody uncle, uncle, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And like. Yeah. Yeah. It could be worse. I definitely seen like, have you done like uh, an improv scene where someone walks in and just like, hey, Uncle Jerry, it's nice to meet you here in this barnyard in West Virginia. Are you ready to start uh, kissing? <laughs> kissing? <laughs> yeah, I've been in that scene all the time. I keep kissing people in improv scenes. I don't know why I can't stay on the team for longer than a little bit. <laughs> But yeah, um, Tracy Morgan's in this fucking film. And Tracy Morgan is my favorite character. We can go ahead and get into that. Yeah. Tracy Morgan isn't related to the family, but he's a family friend who they make do all the shit work. Uh He's in charge of taking care of Danny Glover's character. Yes. Uncle Ralph, Uncle Randy. I I can't remember. Uncle Russell, I think. Uncle Russell, that's exactly it. That's what it is. And Uncle Russell is so mean to Tracy Morgan. So aggressive. Just Tracy Morgan is such an... so Tracy Morgan is trying to park, and Zoe Saldana swoops in and steals his spot. Uh huh. And now he has to park down the down the street, down the hill, yeah. and has to push Uncle Russell in his wheelchair. <laughs> the whole time, Uncle Russell's hitting him with his cane, mm-hmm. and he's late. The few, everyone's like, "Where the? Where is Uncle Russell?" And they're like, "I don't know where Norman is. Norman's wasting his time or something. I don't know what he's doing." Everyone's uh-huh. pissed, and then he finally gets there, and they're like, "What took you so long?" He's like, "I had to push him up a hill, and he was hitting me in my balls, and like uh-huh. he's going on." And then like they're like, "All right, whatever." He's in, so they push him in, they get him in his seat, they start the services. Tracy Morgan sits down, he's sitting right behind Zoe Saldana, and he's like, "Hey." <laughs> he keeps poking her. He's like, hey. So bothersome. And she's like, if you poke me again, I'm gonna break your hand. And he goes, Ooh, threads, threads. And he's like, You because of you, I had to park all the way down the hill. And he goes, Dude, I just love Tracy Morgan's delivery with so anything. much. He's so funny. Yeah, I, he could say anything. He could say anything depressing, sad, angry, and I'm gonna laugh. I'm sorry. The second my second favorite actor in this movie um was James Marsden. Yeah. Incredible. James Marsden plays Zoe Saldana's boyfriend, mm-hmm. who is nervous because he knows that Zoe's dad doesn't like him. At all, no. And so he's stressing out, and when they go pick up her brother, she sees that he's got this bottle of Valium on the table. Yeah. She gives him a couple Valium. And it turns out that the Valium is not Valium. It's like acid laced super, with super more acid. acid. With mescaline. At one point, he says there's mescaline in it. Yeah. Uh, so he's tripping hard. Right. Even before they get to the funeral, he thinks there's like a dog in the car. He's like, you hear that? Did his dog run by? Is there like barking? And he plays high, hilarious, without it being too hack. Exactly. It's not too cheesy. It's it's not like seeing bad improv, someone being drunk or high, where they're like obviously slurring their words and being sloppy yeah. or belligerent. Which but, has its moments, but but it is not. That's not it. Well, it's well played. Exactly. My favorite part from uh, James Marsden uh, um, in this movie was when he was talking to Zoe Saldana's uh, mother or aunt. Chris oh. Rock's mom. The the widow. The widow, yeah. And uh, he's talking to her and he's trying to like uh, give her condolences. And he's like, 
I- I'm so sorry. And he's, he's high as shit right now. And he starts singing Amazing Grace. And he sings it so Amazing. well. Singing Sing Grace. How sweet. Yeah, he's super gospel. That saved a wretch like me. No, he doesn't get that. Oh, he doesn't. He gets distracted. He looks at her. <laughs> he looks hat. at her hat, and then like, and then everyone's like, um, and so they push him aside. Of course, his his arc is hilarious. So what happens yes. to him is he ends up getting higher and higher and higher and higher. <laughs> Um, and uh, eventually he is naked on the roof of the house. Yeah, dude. Wait. Are we missing? What are you going to talk about? The biggest part that he does. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So during Chris Rock's eulogy for his father, yep. James Marsden jumps up and says, the coffin's moving. And everyone's like, you well, no, 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 stop. Somebody's like, no, he's like, he gets up. He's like, the coffin, somebody's, somebody's trying to get out. Like, and he what? runs over to the coffin and like, no. And he's, he pushes, he's getting pushed out of the way. And all of a sudden he hits the coffin. It, it falls and opens up. Wilhelm scream. Uh, oh, was there a Wilhelm scream yep. in there? Body falls out of the coffin. <laughs> Everyone's screaming. The wife passes out. Chris Rock is trying to beat, Martin Lawrence is trying to beat his ass. It's going on. It's absolute mayhem. But it's so funny, dude. It's so funny. Um, And uh, at one point, like, uh. He stands up and he does like the the, the whole Sig Heil thing too. Oh, because he goes, uh, uh, my father or Chris Rock's eulogy goes something like this. He goes, my father was an exceptional man. Uh-huh. He was born in 1938, an exceptional year. Uh-huh. The number one song in 1938 was Oh yeah, Shortening Bread. <laughs> Mama's, Mama's in, in the, the kitchen, shortening bread in the kitchen. And then he goes, um, Time Magazine's Man of the Year. Was Adolf Hitler <laughs> and James Marsden? Boom! So it's and so it's down like slaps his hand down. What the fuck? Don't do that here, oh man! A lot of singing on this episode so far, dude. Oh man, this is a this is the musical episode. Do you know uh, what that reminds me of? Do you remember in high school, uh, me and Austin, uh, we took TLC Scrubs mm-hmm. or No Scrubs, right? I don't want No Scrubs. Yes. And right. then <laughs> we did the funniest thing. We took it. We put it onto a, a like a, a an editing software. Uh-huh. We lowered the frequency so it sounded like three this, dudes yeah. singing. You did this. I slowed it down. Da- I didn't. I slowed it down. Uh-huh. <laughs> I slowed it down, and it sounded it like exactly like Austin Scott singing. It, yeah, it did. And so um, I brought I, it to I my girlfriend to at the people. time. Dude, we were showing it to people. So and they people get were like, the parties and shit. What the? F- is that you guys? It is. You, and we we committed hard. So people thought we were just an amazing vocal trio. And all it took was Alex. Dude, we should Just do that to more songs. Oh, man. Austin was pissed because he was like, that doesn't sound like me. And I was like, no, no, no. There's like a little quiver in the voice that there actually is. sounds exactly like yeah, you, they Austin. Yeah, they had very similar uh, vibratos. Vibratos. Um, the next good, great character in this movie was Zoe Saldana. She was, she was a great so straight much, character. Very realistic, yes. Yeah. She, uh, she was I the think, voice of reason, even more so than Chris Rock. I think she doesn't get enough credit for uh, the characters that she plays as a grounding character. Even in Guardians of the Galaxy, which is such a crazy, kooky, out there movie, yeah, yeah. she is a very grounded. She uh, holds actress. it together because who she she her opposite already is um Chris. James Marsden. Um, oh, you're talking about Chris Pratt. Yeah, and, and Chris Guardians. Pratt and Guardians. Yeah, Sorry. but also Hey James, uh, Hi James Marsden. Um, yeah. In this movie, who he, yeah, let's start jump to that part. So he ends up naked on a roof, and 
This entire time, Zoe Saldana is trying to get him off Inside. of the roof and also trying to fight off, boom, her ex-boyfriend who's also at the funeral. Luke Wilson. And her who, dad loves Luke Wilson. Who in the beginning, you kind of like Luke Wilson. You kind of think like, yeah. oh, yeah, I hope, he, I hope he gets the girl back. And then you realize he's a... Dude, he's an bad. asshole, dude. Such a dick. I remember there was one scene where he was uh, confiding in Uncle Russell, uh-huh. and uh, he was saying like, "I I just don't know what's going on." And Uncle Russell like, "What uh, what seems to be the problem?" He's like, "He's like, um, I don't know how to get her to love me anymore." He's like, "I guess it's just, I guess that's just it." And then Uncle Russell's like, "Have you tried shaking her?" What? Have you tried shaking her? I don't know if that's going to work, Uncle Russell. Well, have, has not trying to shake her worked? Huh. Well, you got a good point. So then he goes upstairs and... He starts much corners, shaking her, yeah. Pretty much corners always held on a, Yeah. A uh, bit riper. And then uh, smacks a big <laughs> uh, wet one on her mouth uh, with his mouth. <laughs> um, <laughs> sidebar, I kind of like it... Um, uh, you're you're funny, man. Uh, oh, when you do this, uh, <laughs> when you say something that's like not the most PC, you're, or uh, you you kind of make a funny face and a funny voice to kind of just like <laughs> deter it. <laughs> and then like I've seen you do that in front of people, and it works. <laughs> people are just like, yeah, yeah, he said that, and I'm fine with it. <laughs> I, I I do get away with saying I've always gotten away with saying some bad stuff. I'm pretty bad at getting away with saying bad stuff because people view me as this like innocent, super nice guy, super nice guy. So the moment that I say like, I remember the first time I yeah, fucking well, apparently cussed. people think I'm a princess. Who? <laughs> uh, guys, uh, recently we put a, a a poll on i on Instagram story of uh, Alejandro and the question was what do you think Alejandro is and there are four options it was a douchebag which why was that the right answer no I I fucked up on that one I actually made that the the, the right answer and then uh, the second choice B was a 12 year old <laughs> C was a princess not even a teenager and then D was a good friend that was which at got, least there which got the, a decent amount of votes. Yeah, I think no, the second princess, amount of princess got the, It was tied for second, yeah. Oh, dude, I forgot to take a look at it right before uh, it was finished with the most votes. I did. I, I reposted the results. Uh-huh. But, thanks. nah, dude, you, you are a good friend, might I say. Oh, well, thanks, man. I'll say that. Uh, but let's get back to this movie. I'll give you compliments later when we're not recording. <laughs> I want to talk about Peter Dinklage real quick. He, oh, yes. So Peter Dinklage plays a character who everybody in the family is like, who is this gentleman at the funeral? And he keeps telling Chris Rock, hey, I need to speak to you. I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you. And then it ends up that uh, he is going to try and blackmail Chris Rock and his family uh, because him and the deceased Mm -hmm. have been having a long time affair. Oh. (laughs) uh, uh, Cross-dressing, musical loving uh, affair, may I say. They're just really, they're a gay couple. Very into each other. And, you know, Chris Rock uh, and Martin Lawrence, uh, they're not, no, Chris Rock was the only one in the room with Peter Dinklage, and he's not believing a word that Peter Dinklage is saying. He's like, uh, here's a picture of us at the Halloween costume contest. We were both sailors. I'm like, okay. Here's a picture of us at the Dreamgirls. We went to go see it. It slowly gets Multiple more and times. more gay, and like these things, you could get away with, with. You could be, you could dress up as a sailor Chris with a like, friend. What, what does Dream Girls got to do with this? Yeah, I've seen Dream Girls two or three times. It's like, I love Dream Girls. I'm not gay. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then there's one last picture, and they never describe it, and it's uh, apparently oh, an extremely. It's so d- bad. It's so bad that Martin, when Martin Lawrence sees it, he immediately says, "Pay the man." <laughs> and then, like later on, they have like a big fight. 
where he's like, you know what? Fuck this motherfucker. Don't pay the man. You know what? We're not going to pay this man. And Chris Rock, like, without saying anything, straight face, just pulls the picture out and shows Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence goes, oh, oh daddy. daddy. Oh, no. Oh. oh, I didn't know you did yoga. Uh, yeah. And then he's like, pay the man. Pay some, the man. Some hidden he's lines, like, you're the oldest man. brother. Pay the man. Oh, damn. Peter Dinklage. Fun fact. Fun fact. Fun fact. Okay. Does that mean you're going to say five fun facts because you said it five times? I said it three times. Okay. Uh, Peter Dinklage played the same character in the British Death at a Funeral. Wait, really? However, his character's name wasn't Frank. What was it? it Frank? Was Peter. Oh, it was Peter. Correct. What? Oh, they made him play himself. Yeah, it wasn't uh, a short person until he auditioned and they rewrote the character to be a short person. You know what I just saw him uh, in most recently? Uh, Avengers Infinity War? No, not that, but that's a good one. Um, Between Two Ferns, the movie. <sighs> I don't, I didn't, spoilers, I was supposed to, I wanted to watch that, but my mom's like, oh, save it so we can watch it together, so I haven't seen it yet. It's hilarious, Thank dude. You. Good plug. Really? Um, yeah, so Peter Dinklage is in this movie. It's his second time playing this role. He does an incredible job, and um, he is just playing the tops. Yes. At one point, they get in a fight, and they're trying to tie him up, and Tracy Morgan walks in and sees Martin Lawrence and Chris Rock on top of Peter Dinklage, uh-huh. and he's like, oh, shit, what's going on? And they go, he's having a seizure. <laughs> Shut the door. And so Tracy Morgan shuts the door and he goes, oh, I got these Valium I found. We'll give him one of these to calm him down. Mm-hmm. And before he can put the Valium in his head, he goes, oh, let me put my jacket underneath his head. This way he won't choke on his tongue. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. They taught me that in high school. Tracy I fucking, fucking love Tracy Morgan, Morgan. dude. Uh, he thinks he's like the smartest guy there. But oh. like, oh, my God, he's just making it worse and worse and worse. I love that everyone in the movie makes it a point to remind him that he's not a part of the no, family. No, you're not part of the family. I'm, I'm like, like family. family. I'm like family. I'm like family. Dude. <laughs> you ever have a friend like that that just like came around? Like a um, like a Roger from Sister Sister? Or no, he not just... like, I, the closest I ever had to that was um, Otis, our fact checker over here. Yeah. Otis, how you doing, man? Shut up. And we've, uh, he used sorry, to live next, shut up, Otis. He used to live down the street. Otis, don't look at him. Okay, Otis. Don't I, look at him. I'm so sorry. He used to live down the street from me, and sometimes he would just come over and just like uh, <laughs> walk in. He used to live down the street from you too. He, would he do the same? Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. And I was completely cool with it. In fact, uh, I did. I did kind of miss it. Don't look at me, Otis. I did kind of miss it when uh, he moved away. Otis, you're walking closer and closer, Otis. Stop kissing me. Um, <laughs> so my favorite part about death at the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen you like this before. <laughs> <laughs> you're ruining this episode again you ruined the episode again oh man oh. otis the the fact checker king and also the kissing kid dude the kissing kid is a great name i like that the kissing kid i'm gonna rename my red dead redemption character to the, the kissing kiss kid. kid you should do that what's your red dead redemption character's name right now jim west <laughs> <laughs> for someone and like it's historically accurate that someone would have the name Jim West in the wild wild west but for someone as highly articulate and creative as yourself you're like yeah 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 Jim West is my name you know why though right why Jim West was uh, Will Smith's character from <laughs> wild, wild wild west, west. <laughs> can we do that movie oh yeah that's oh yeah that's, that's one of my favorite movies. rated right that's one of my favorite movies i've always wanted will smith's glasses from that movie those i had the, i had his glasses they came in the kids meals from burger king are and you my, kidding yeah and you also got artemis's as well uh, on a different set i that movie was big for me mm-hmm. 
That movie was a save box office. The, oh, yeah, right. we'll save it so for So we're watching Death at a Funeral, which had James Marsden, who played my favorite uh, Cyclops. Yes, he was. Man, rest in peace, James Marsden's uh, Cyclops, because yeah. they kill him off like in such a pathetic way. Like yeah. they they brought in the, the Phoenix storyline way too early. And they and killed him off. They just killed him off. And he's like the poster boy of the X-Men. And he's who I knew as the... Uh, as like the leader of the X Men ever since Cyclops, the '90s cartoon, Cyclops, yeah, definitely is the leader. That that was his character, and I think the comic book. Not to get um, way too distracted here, uh-huh. um, underutilized Cyclops a lot. They always kill him or throw him aside or make him evil or. Yeah. Oh, they made him evil at one point. Yeah. Oh man, I really want to talk about that. I know we're gonna get carried away for like ten minutes. Yeah, of, like, and comic I, let's book like talk. not even let's not even get into <laughs> oh, it. Gosh. Let's get back to death at a death funeral. at a funeral. So there's a death at a funeral. Danny Glover's in this movie, and he does say the line. I'm too old for this shit. Oh gosh, a and nice then, little and tip then a of the couple hat. minutes later, he shits on Tracy Morgan's hand. Yeah, dude. Oh my gosh, he's he's like yelling. Prior to that, he's like yelling at Tracy Morgan from the other side of the house, saying, uh, "Norman, where are you? I gotta take a crap, Norman. I gotta take a crap." And so, uh, of course, Tracy Morgan like uh, um, doesn't hear that. He's in the room where Peter Dinklage is like, "Yeah, they're shoving Valium, down. They're getting him super yeah. fucking high on the fake Valium." <laughs> And then, like, um, Uncle Russell um, is knocking at the door. And Tracy Morgan's like, walk in. But he's like, I'm in a wheelchair. I can't do that. <laughs> he's like, go to the bathroom upstairs. He's like, I'm in a wheelchair, you <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> and he eventually gets into the bathroom downstairs. Uh, Tracy Morgan lets him in. They hide Peter Dinklage, who, who's uh, super duper fucked up from uh, this va- Valium. Um, and then they bring, uh, they bring Uncle Russell to the bathroom. And... Um, Norman, Tracy Morgan, puts him on the, the, uh, the, the porcelain throne, uh-huh. and then his hand gets caught in between Uncle Russell's butt and the toilet. And I don't know, Tracy Morgan, you need um, to be str- you should be strong enough to pull your hand out of a sti- sticky situation like that. But um, ching. No, uh, Danny Glover's a big boy. He, he's a big boy, but... Uncle Russell's a big man. But then with the adrenaline pumping through your veins that, like, your hand is about to be crapped on, wouldn't you have the superhuman strength to pull it out? I'd go the other way. I would stick my finger up that person's butt and plug... <laughs> it does You thought I was serious. You should have seen your face. You should have seen your face. You thought I was serious for a straight-up second. You were just like, what? Your eyes got a little yeah, bit bigger. Dude. And you were like, what? Yeah, because it's sometimes, like, I know you pretty well where I can read your sarcasm, but there are times after, like, 10 years of friendship that... You can still fool me, man, because you have cool, you have like a look, you have like this intonation where you're like, I'm gonna see how far I can take this. I feel bad for strangers that meet you. Oh, recently I met a stranger. We were, I was at a party and uh, there was somebody who had never met me before, uh-huh. and so they were getting the full dose. Because and I was with people who do know me very well. I was uh-huh. with the improv team, and so I was and so I was just being me. And this person was not used to like how Your I humor. joke, and they're like, like constantly looking at me and uh-huh. like. Did he just say that? Like, what? what is he saying? And would you just make eye contact with this person? Like, uh, deep eventually, eye contact? End, not deep eye contact, but eventually at the end, I would like say something and like look at her and then like go back to whatever I was talking uh-huh. about. Um, or I would just like say it and just like not even like acknowledge it. Cause, Gosh, yeah. and you love playing that game. I think that's the most fun part when you do confuse the, the individual. I have this uh, coworker from uh, from where I work, coworker from work. Um, <laughs> his name's Jonathan. Shout out Jonathan. He listens to this podcast. Jonathan. Uh, but he doesn't want to subscribe or he doesn't want to pay money. Uh, so he doesn't want to uh, pay for Spotify. He's like, there's too many commercials. Then he should go to an Apple podcast. I, he doesn't have an, uh, an iPhone, man. Oh. 
Yeah. Um, then, then there's then there are free. We're on like uh, there's a website that my mom used to use. Uh, there, we're on like anything because Podbean. Almost, yeah, Podbean really there's distributes free, it. There's everywhere. free podcast apps that you can hear us on that we don't even realize we're on. Yeah, that so, we're getting like point five uh, of a percent uh, of our. So Jonathan, base. no excuses. Yeah, no excuse, dude. He keeps asking me, can you just send me the MP3 of the latest episode that you're about to drop? I'm like, nah, dude, get out of here. You um, know what? I think for him we should. We should what? Just send him like, just have one person. Only MP3s? Can, yeah, go, he gets the excuse. Send him that thing. Google Doc we use for one That's all. Yeah, we'll use a Google Doc. Um, but death at a funeral. Um, you have a best person on set award, dude? Um, yeah, I do. I think it's actually, it's actually, I have to look it up here real quick. Okay, I think mine... Is gonna go to James Marsden, because oh, that's a good, that's a good. That's he good was so funny the way he sang "Amazing Grace," the way that um, he was posing with those stone angels. Real quick, yes, yeah. I, the the statues and his high <laughs> acting. I like one of my favorite bits that he does when he has, when he's high is he yeah. has a, a leaf in his hand, yeah, and he goes, "Look how beautiful this is," <laughs> and it sings, <laughs> and he puts it up to his ear. It's like the Bee Gees. <laughs> Um, before we, but I do want to say, touch on one more thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The relationship, relationship, the relationship <laughs> between uh, Martin Lawrence and Chris Rock. Yes. The adult brother relationship that I think is a dynamic that is often played, um, uh, not like this. No, no. This is this was really good. Very realistic, and and in a movie that can get so crazy and so out of hand. Mm-hmm. Again, a very grounded, real relationship. Here's two brothers who clearly are, um, spiting, in, uh, or. In competition with each other. Yeah, they're and, both writers. And they want to be, they both want to impress the other one, mm-hmm. right? I think Definitely. Why Martin Lawrence buys all this shit is because he knows that Chris Rock doesn't have a bunch of money, at, mm-hmm. you know, but at the same time, Chris Rock is doing all this stuff because he knows that Martin Lawrence doesn't get to spend time with his mom and yeah, live at yeah. the house and things like that. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of like conflict there. Um, because Chris Rock, in ways, is more successful than Martin Lawrence, and mm-hmm. Martin Lawrence, obviously, in ways, is more successful than Chris Rock. Chris Rock is uh, about to be a family man. He's mm-hmm. happily married to his wife, um, who is a fantastic actress. What's her name again? Regina Hall? Yep. Regina Hall is so funny, ever since, like, Scary Movie. Always been. Yeah. Good. And, um, you know, and the, he's a family man. Yeah. He's a true family man, whereas... Takes care Ma- of his parents. Yeah. Know. He's always there. Martin Lawrence... Didn't know his dad was gay, though, so maybe not. No. Yeah, didn't talk to him enough. But Martin Lawrence wasn't there uh, enough. Um, he was always gone at, for, um, from being, like, a famous writing writer. Writing books, yeah. Yeah. Dude, even the priest liked him, the uh, the father doing the, the funeral service. So, I do want to say, touch one more thing. Uh, Chris yeah. Rock constantly says that he was a writer before Martin Lawrence was. Was that because he learned how to write before Martin Lawrence did? I bet you that was a joke. Is that what the joke is? uh, He's like, you know, I've been writing longer than he has. And is the joke that... He learned how to write? uh Uh-huh. I wonder what their age difference is like in In the movie. Or in the the movie. I think I would think Martin Lawrence is older than Chris Rock. That's what I think too, yeah. Because he started coming, uh, coming up. Before Chris Rock, would you say? Mar- I mean, I know Martin. His TV show was in the nineties, and Chris Rock. Yeah. I don't know if it was super super popular until the two thousands. Chris Rock came came about Late from 90s, SNL, 90s. right? Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Yeah, he was in. Was he on SNL? I don't know. I could be tripping. No, my my the first time I heard of Chris Rock was when he had the uh, the the bit where it was the difference between uh, N words and black people. Uh huh. Have you ever heard that bit? No, I don't know that bit. Oh at all. my god! I After got... this, literally, as soon as we're as soon as we're done. Uh, recording we're gonna watch Let's that. Do that um okay my best person on set award yes then real quick uh is dean craig 
Who's Dean Craig? Dean Craig is the screenplay writer. He also wrote the original one in England. He wrote he rewrote it for America. Uh-huh. Uh, I think what? what this movie is at he the did basis. He did it for this one too? Mm-hmm. At the basis is an incredible script. Uh-huh. This is a funny uh, I've never seen a dark comedy like this. I've never seen anything. Uh, it reminded, like I said, it reminded me of a play. It was farcical and silly, yet being grounded and real at the same yeah. time. Every actor is doing the best. Mm-hmm. Every person is acting up a storm, and I don't think you you get to act that well unless you have a really good script. Yeah, and so I think this was a well well written. That's good. Script. That's a good one. Yeah, with so many characters and so many antics mm-hmm. and so much back and forth and like jumping from here to there. This was a the a clean script. It wasn't sloppy yeah. at all. Something with this I could have easily been sloppy, and I could see this done with. A completely different cast and be just as good, if not better, uh-huh. because the writing is really good. I think the actors only add to it, uh-huh. and in a different way. Yeah, right. So that's why I would I would love to see the English version, see what jokes carried over and what jokes didn't, mm-hmm. what characters carried over and what characters didn't. I'm really curious because British humor is wildly different than uh, it's a American little bit slower, humor. it's drier. I mean, yeah. like look at uh, the pilot episode of The Office mm-hmm. in America, and then the pilot episode of the one in England. Oh, that's a good. That analogy. script is almost exactly the same, except for the things that they had to change for America and England. Wow, and it's very funny to watch and see the difference. Yeah. The, the rest of the seasons are, are different, especially season one. They kind of go the base, same backbone but go different ways yeah the pilots though are the exact same script and wow. hilarious That's if you've so never seen the office watch both of those dude yeah no i, I watched uh the the british office oh a shit ton of years ago and i yeah it's good dude i gotta Ricky gervais is always really funny yeah i've yet to watch uh the uh the american office all the way through oh you should the last couple of seasons are remember but uh-huh. uh after michael, michael scott leaves exactly Damn, even like dude. the la- well even the last season with michael scott is just uh-huh. kind of like Ed Helms kind of takes over, right? His, for a minute, position. yeah. Everyone gets to be the boss for a minute. Will Ferrell's the boss for a little bit. See, I've never even seen an office. Robert with, California uh, takes over for a little while. Some British chick comes in. She's damn. Talking. They're just like rotating leads. Then he just Elba took his job for a little while. Oh, you you told me like in like a past Ruined episode it. or something that yeah, like you can't see yourself. Uh, he made Michael Scott quit, and then he bought his own paper company. <laughs> That's the reason why you don't want to see him as James Bond, right? Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. What's your favorite James Bond movie before we go? I'm curious, actually. I know you like all, like, not all of them, but you are a... I do like all of them. You are a, a James Bond connoisseur. I am. Uh, a View to a Kill is my favorite James Bond Ooh, movie. Ooh, good one, man. Starring Roger Moore, um, and Christopher Walken is the bad guy. Ooh, really? Yeah, the climax takes place on the Golden Gate Bridge, uh-huh. uh, and about half of it, uh, they talk about horses. Doesn't have anything to do with the movie, but... You know, they like to spend... Just like how Gold uh, Goldfinger... Uh-huh. Um, Goldfinger... Gold member. No, that's that's Austin Powers. Goldfinger. <laughs> like half of Goldfinger is about golf. Uh-huh. They like, and then like has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Do you like that banter though? Are you a fan of it? Like of that just what, like they irrelevant. Spend half the movie doing? No, I hate well, it. Well, because Quentin so Tarantino stupid. sometimes pulls off really good irrelevant dialogue just no, so you get it, to but, know but the characters. No, but, it's, but it has to do with the character. It has to do with the characters. James Bond playing golf for an hour and a half has nothing to do with him <laughs> trying to stop Goldfinger being stolen from Fort Knox. Like literally nothing, just like just like him learning about horses has nothing to do with. It. It's <laughs> You're like very it's, passionate. I about love this, Bond, dude. but some of the Bonds have all of the Bonds have big flaws. Even the best ones have the biggest flaws. You gotta make the uh, the best Bond, then, dude. Go ahead, be become a writer, become a director, and make the best Bond with all of your Bond knowledge. I'll play Bond. I'm sorry, but if I get to make the best Bond, <laughs> you would not be Bond. <laughs> Damn it. 
And would Otis be Bond? No, Henry Cavill would be my my James Henry Cavill's Bond. a good And one. I want him to get a little bit older. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah, he's a little too young, a little too cut to be my James Bond. Is he still yeah, he's been around for he's getting up there. He's he's he'll be a he'll be a but, silver silver fox soon uh, soon enough. Uh, uh we'll put a timestamp here so you guys can you don't have to listen to this but um if you read the books, James Bond is a retired agent and they bring him back because he's the only one who can who can figure it out. Wow. Um so that, and that's what I think this next Bond, uh Bond 25 No Time to Die uh-huh. um is going to be a little bit closer to that. I think there's going to be a different Bond a female bond i've if everything that i have read is correct a black female bond or excuse me a black female 007 uh-huh um and then i think she's going to die and then they're going to have to bring in james bond to figure out what jesus what, you know a happened. lot of this like lore like well lore, i've been reading been... a lot of like how it's made they had fired the original director then they brought in this new guy and then they were filming in tangiers for a little while and wow, then they you, had to stop because like daniel a... craig broke his foot again wow. this motherfucker has glass bones in his fucking feet he's always breaking his goddamn he's feet old, he dude. is but that's why they should wait so long to make fucking bond films oh my god i'm They're sorry like i'm going red on the mic i'm so apart, sorry dude no, so it's okay. long he's the longest tenured james bond not because he's done more movies than anybody else but because they take like four years in between the fucking movies they're just like daniel if you could just sign this contract in five years we'll release the next one it's, it's more like daniel uh how's your foot and he's like oh it shattered again and they're like all right pause filming all right we'll pick this up in about 1000 days yeah <laughs> six years i your your foot's gonna be fine by then right oh man all but right, I love folks Bond. uh before we uh sign off we have a thousand shout yeah. outs for nikki tata so uh go ahead and ch- uh, tune in for the next 25 minutes as we give uh shout outs to nikki tata let Thank- me get out my notepad and i'll make uh i'll extra mark every single time we give a shout out um uh, stretching my mouth there we go um i'll get my abacus and calculator ready um just in case three otis you got the clock two and one shout out to nikki tata 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 shout out to nikki tata